I was thinking about this morning in the shower, um, just how f***ed up the Three Little Pigs story is. Oh. Like, it started with, like, what should we do about that situation, right? There's a couple different places where the system is failing. The system is failing. Mm-hmm. But then you step back from that, right? You're you you're done with your systemic understanding of the three little pigs. How fucked up would it be if you were about to eat a carrot and you were like, mm, time to eat some carrot," and the carrot talked at you, and you were like, "Time to continue eating this <laughs> carrot, regardless of what the carrot said, regardless of how hungry you were." So anyway, that's that's what I was thinking about in the shower this morning. Zach. Hey, Liz. Uh, okay, so we got to keep things moving. We got a big show today. Uh, so I'm just going to come right out of the gate with a uh, mini topic. Um, I have been using an app. Uh, I got a setup subscription because there mm-hmm. was an app that I wanted to use, which ended up just, not being very one? well. I mean, there was one app that I wanted to use, and I know a lot of apps that, I have, that I'm already using that I'm paying for individually, uh, Better Touch Tool and Pardender, are mm-hmm. already in there. And there was one other one that I wanted to try out, and it ended up not liking it. And I figured, but I figured, you know what? There's probably enough value in this that I can stop paying individually for bartender and better touch tool and probably get some cool new apps in the meantime and i have found yeah. some pretty good stuff but none of them have been quite as useful as a app called drop zone and uh the problem that it solves is that dragging drag and drop is annoying and hard with only one pointing device okay so if you're dragging something, you can't like go find the right window now because if you let go of it, then it's going to just put it wherever you released your finger. Mm-hmm. And that's no good. So what Drop Zone does is it puts a overlay on your window whenever you start dragging something. So if you let's say you have a file, right, and you want to move it to your desktop, but you can't do the, the whoop away gesture on your trackpad because you are you're dragging something you just drop it into the drop zone which is that little overlay it keeps it there for you and then you swoop away to your desktop and you drag it to from the drop zone into the desktop and it works just like a normal drag and drop i'm a fan of that it has a couple more features um that i do not use yet um, you can like do specific actions. So like you can uh, air, you can drag it into an airdrop thing or an email or uh, a frequently used folder. So yeah, that's my mini topic tech recommendation for this episode. I like it. Um, I w- would like to update you that it is in fact like software wise possible to click and drag and also do the four finger swipe up. Um, but it's a nightmare to get it to actually like <laughs> clock that that's what you're doing. So I need to, I need to look at setup. Actually, that's one of the, 
things that I should probably start considering, um, you know, now that I'm in the, in the Apple world, mm-hmm. I could get clean my Mac X. You could. Or you can just, you know, keep your Mac clean. <laughs> Stop throwing it in the mud, Zach. In in the interest of like the law of equivalent exchange, right? Um, right. You've put something good out now. So what's the thing that you got set up for that you were like, oh, that's not actually for me? Okay. Um, it is an app called Ubar, which does a like... It mimic it can mimic a whole lot of things. So it can be a dock replacement, or if you're coming over from Windows, it can be like a taskbar replacement. Mm-hmm. And it you know like it can act like a Windows ta- taskbar, and it actually was kind of cool. I liked it for a while, but then it seeming seemingly randomly just used my entire all my cpu power for no apparent reason <clears throat> and then uh my computer would be broken until i force quit ubar and then it would be totally fine so it's super buggy <laughs> and um it's kind of slow it's too slow to be like a really good dock replacement or a taskbar replacement mm-hmm. because like if you are going, like for me, if I'm going to put something in the task, if I'm going to like minimize something into the taskbar and then click on it again, I want it to come up within a cup, within right. you know, a split second right. of me clicking on it, which is not, does not happen with UBAR. And I'm sure it's not entirely their fault because like, that's not, there's not like an API for that. Right. You know? But um, yeah. I saw the actual bouncing animation yesterday. Oh, on your I closed fancy my computer. 16. <laughs> yeah, on my my very fancy, very uh, you know, sometimes mail hangs. I think, um, but that's just mail. That's that's just mail. It's just like that. Um, Use a third party email app anyway. Yeah, Spark. I absolutely do. Um, but I I had all my I had like you know a hundred tabs as I am wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I closed my computer and then I was like, oh, I would actually like to watch some Netflix. And so I opened it and I had no tabs. Um, but there was like a finder window, like everything else that was open was still open. It's just that the, the Firefox window was not there. Um, and so I said, oh no, and I closed it again and I opened it again and it was still not there. And so I went into activity manager Mm -hmm. and I quit lowercase f firefox no (laughs) Um, because what happened is it was it was bouncing and it would then say there's already an instance of firefox running and i would only have to say okay that's the only thing i could say and so i would say okay um but it was not okay (laughs) and then i would not see any firefoxes and so then i quit the firefox and i opened it back up and all of my tabs came back that's good but i think that's the first time in like four years that i've seen the the apple bouncing animation is is it as good as you remember yeah it's it's high quality (laughs) speaking of being a a developer on a mac the which is not like not actually something that i do very often i develop professionally but that's on a windows computer for work because 
it's all .net, and as much as they like to pretend that it's cross-platform, it's only kind of, and especially not it was it was not ten years ago when all of this like underlying stuff for the software started getting written. Sure. Um, so I don't really I haven't had an excuse to check out Nova, but um, I think you do a little bit more web programming on your Mac than I do, so. I was wondering what your take on that was. What is Nova? Uh, uh, by Panic. I have not heard of it until now. I am opening up Nova.app. Ooh, those fonts are loading. Oh my god. So much JavaScript. Wow, I could literally see the JavaScript download in your um, <laughs> video bitrate. Ah, Christ. Okay. Um, <laughs> can I turn all of this off? I can't read it. Yeah, there's the a animation. pause button on the top left. Thank God. Okay. Oh, this is kind of cool. I'm interested in this. How much is it? It is a subscription thing. Ah, $99 a year. I'm going to have to check this out. I'm going to get a free trial and see mm-hmm. what I can do with it. I would like you to look at one thing with the animations. Sure. So if you resume the animations and then go down to the interface heading. Okay. Uh, is, okay. Why, what am I looking at here? So that's all CSS. Just with like four or five different wipe animations. What is CSS? um the oh i see the themes are yeah yeah ah yes you do you know how much i love multiple cursors yeah i love multiple cursors it's awesome block block select is like the only reason that i'm effective as a developer (laughs) (laughs) like everything else vim did fine block select could not live without it One reason I imagine in in the last four months now um, that you have taken your hands off the keyboard is to get a refreshing glass of water. <laughs> okay. okay uh, yes, definitely. I had to go look at the agenda to make sure it was, in fact, the topic I thought it was. Yes, I have taken my hands off the keyboard to drink water at least a couple times good would you would you say that you you fulfilled your goal of spending the summer um hydrated your theme okay so mm -hmm. so i'll i'll cover this Uh, so okay (laughs) we're talking about themes our fall themes Mm -hmm. and i have this whole write-up as I am want to do with things like this. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, it, my, my summer theme wrap-up is included in my fall theme write-up. Okay. Manifesto. So if you okay. have, if you would like to wrap up yours, that would be, now would be a good time to do that. Okay. Kind of like in a moose-bouche before the main course of your manifesto? Yes. <laughs> okay. What was my theme? 
<laughs> Why do you remember my theme but not yours? <laughs> well, because I have to like, you know, hold you accountable for yours. But me, if nobody holds me accountable for mine, that's a good thing. <laughs> okay. Give me a second. I can think of it. It's the summer of leisure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think actually very much I did embody that theme a lot more than I have themes in the past. Um, cause the big question was what happens if I like don't schedule anything and it was the perfect time to ask that question, right? I was just working nine to five. I was just doing that. It's pandemic times. Nobody's going outside. Nobody's planning anything. Um, so what if I just like give myself some time and just let myself in the moment decide what to do with it? Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. I'm on the edge of my seat. I had this whole list of books about leisure that I wanted to read. Um, and thoughts about study how to relax. Right. Yeah. And you see the thing with relaxing is that once you decide it's relax time, um, you do not really feel like reading the books on how to relax. And so I have read one half of one book on leisure and one tenth of one book on uh, labor strikes in (laughs) the United States. Okay. You got the basics down and then you're just, no, normal, no more labor. I'm done. Yeah, that's it. It's leisure time. Um, That being said, I did spend a lot of time doom scrolling. So, like, I don't know if that's leisurely necessarily. Um, But as with all themes, I think that this is going to be a frame, right, that I was looking at before I declared it as my summer theme. And that's going to I'm going to carry with me now that it's fall and like into the future. I'm going to continue thinking about things through the lens of leisure. Right. So that's that's my season. That's my seasonal theme in review. How about yours? Mine uh, is... Okay, so I'm basically going to run you through the brainstorm. It's a little bit more structured than the actual brainstorm, storm, but this is basically how it went down. Okay. So I want to integrate a few ideas. The first idea is be a cool elf. Um uh parentheses <laughs> write down max sleep settings second go easy on yourself third make a nice meal so these are all theme-ish sentences right you could put that on a post-it note and it could mean something to you when you looked at that post-it note mm-hmm. so the first idea be a cool elf is something we've talked about in the podcast before it's like the idea that I would like to participate and give my efforts to a community or various communities. Uh, I'd like to find a project that I think is cool, work on it, uh, make all the code open source, etc. Mm-hmm. So, like right now, I have a Swift app in the works, and I think it would be a. It should be the first thing I work on in the fall. But after it's in a state that I can feel good about putting it online, I'd like to find an open source project. Uh, pick something on the Trello board and work on it. The finish line is... Uh, the uh, Sorry, the idea is really appealing to me because no one's asking me to do it. I, uh-huh. I'm just doing it because I want to. And I and there's no... The, the finish line is much closer than like 
finish the app or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool elf behavior that I would like to create that I would like to manifest is creating mm-hmm. things like a definitive guide to max sleep settings, which we talked about earlier where I had to like to find out why my Mac is sleeping the way it's sleeping and why it's making me log in twice. I had to go into like seven different sources, some from Apple, some from third parties because it's just not documented. And I think right. it, like one of the things I could do to I don't, not like give back or anything, but like mm-hmm. be a cool elf is to put that all in one spot, put my research into one spot. Right, yeah. Make it like a three-dimensional Excel sheet kind of thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Flowchart. So, yeah, second idea is an extension of my summer theme, which was... So it was the summer of staying hydrated or summer of hydration or something like that. Um, uh, the idea was basically this summer's going to be really stressful in a lot of ways, and I don't want to make it more stressful by putting a bunch of BS expectations on myself. Mm-hmm. So during the summer, it was easy to determine what the expectations were and whether or not they were real expectations or not by following a simple rule, The which is real expectations this summer include uh, stay medicated, stay hydrated, stay alive. If an expectation is not in that list, I gave myself a pass. Mm-hmm. And it didn't always work because I have anxiety and sometimes it's hard to believe that I'm not literally going to die if I don't complete a task in a certain amount of time. <laughs> and, right. And in the fall, I'd like to expand this idea a little bit. I'd like to be able to assume that anyone that has expectations of me is also understanding sometimes I'm not on my game and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'd like to assume that the people in my life that I allow and I'm put some emphasis on allow to have that kind of influence will treat me the way I deserve to be treated. Like I don't deserve to be guilt tripped into doing things I don't want to do. So in other words, I want to be able to assume that other people are cool elves. Okay. And that will help me continue my summer theme in a way, but it's going to be renamed. Um, Right. And the third and final idea that is going into this theme is make a nice meal. And in the least general way of interpreting that, it means that I want to put a lot of effort into a meal that's just for myself. And that's something I've been doing recently. It usually ends up being a, you know, a low monetary cost of, a low monetary cost way of spoiling myself for the night. Um, More generally, Mm -hmm. I want to find more ways to put effort into making myself happy because in addition to being a cool elf to others, I'd like to be a cool elf to myself. And instead of trying to be a cool elf by working on my own open source projects or something, I'd like to put that labor into something that will make me feel good. Yeah. A nice meal in this case, but it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the fall of cool elf. Subheading, be a cool elf to yourself be a cool elf to others and assume that others will be a cool elf to you. Um, I think the subheadings order is important. Uh, It doesn't follow the order of the brainstorm. Uh, Mm -hmm. First, you have to be a cool elf to yourself. Then you can worry about others. Being cool to others leads them to be cool to you. There's a caveat, I guess. Some people are not going to be cool to you regardless of how you treat them. 
uh, you need to remember that you have agency in your relationships, and if someone is not being a cool elf, you can treat their expectations as null. Being a cool elf to yourself comes first, and that means expending your energy to remove unfair expectations from your mind, if not your life. Because it's your life, and you get to decide what is fair and what is not, and that's not always easy, but neither is making a nice meal for yourself. It's something we do to make ourselves happier and to be a cool elf. I like it. So in a way, Mm -hmm. those three subheadings are all just one heading. They relate to each other. They are the same thing. You're just being a cool elf. Yeah. Cool elf all around. Cool elf in a world of presumably decently cool elves. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Do you have, um, I guess you have already mentioned a a couple like the, you want to work on a a blog post or something or the, the sleep settings page mm-hmm. um what i suppose does being a cool elf to others no what does being a cool elf to yourself uh mean kind of in a broader way i suppose is the one that i'm the least solid on right so i i guess i'm thinking about it you know like a like a almost not really scientific it's it's just kind of separated from reality kind of way but okay um like you have if you do nothing all day then you won't be terribly happy because if you like literally do nothing all day just stare at a wall it's not gonna like that doesn't do anything for me at least (laughs) (laughs) and um like neither does having a frozen pizza every night Right. Like, not only is it not good for me, but it's, like, as much as I like frozen pizza, it's not, like, it's not a... Right, you feel like, oh, it's a frozen pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you're like, oh, yeah, it's a frozen pizza, it's a frozen pizza. uh, And so, like, one way to do that, one way to fix the frozen pizza problem is to, like, DoorDash a bunch of like professionally prepared meals to you, but that gets expensive fast. And mm-hmm. um, so like the obvious thing to do is to cook for yourself, but like that takes a lot of effort and that, and finding that balance uh, if, if you were going to do it every night, finding that balance would be difficult. Another way to do it is to have frozen pizza sometimes and uh, put a lot of effort into a really, really nice meal that's just for yourself. Yeah. Some other nights. And, you know, in the middle, the rest of the nights. But um, it's, you know, it's labor. It's not it's not money. And mm-hmm. that is treating yourself how you would want to be treated, really. If, yeah. if some, you know, like someone blesses you with working on your open source project they're being a cool elf and Mm -hmm. if someone you know broke into your house and made you a meal they'd be a cool elf too (laughs) (laughs) this is not a perfect metaphor but it's like a three three point seesaw almost of of the cool elf to you cool elf to others and Mm -hmm. others being a cool elf to you in the way that they all yeah you can't i don't think you can 
Like you can be, you can totally be entirely selfish with all your labor, but like mm-hmm. then people aren't going to be as cool to you, and that will make things not as good. Or um, and you can like be entirely selfless, but then like your own, and maybe that's fulfilling, but it's not. Um, it's not sustainable, I guess. Mm-hmm. You do have to like. I. I I'm not going to speak for you, Jared, but uh, I definitely need time to, like, do things for myself. Yeah. And, like, that third prong is, like, how everyone else treats you. And you can't have two without the other. You can't have one without the other. It has to be all three for it to work, I think. The cool elf... The cool elf philosophy. I, um come bearing no manifesto uh and and not even like a a written out paragraph um but i just kind of looked at how i've been doing recently (laughs) um and thought okay this is this is going to be the autumn of i say autumn because every time i say fall of like whatever it makes it sound like i want that thing to not happen so I'm saying autumn of the decline and fall of cool elf. It's <laughs> how Liz gets stabbed. Just kidding. That, uh, I think that book actually takes place after Caesar dies. Doesn't matter. I was thinking faller dodge in hell. And so I was really oh, nice. like, yeah, definitely after Caesar dies. But um, so this is for me, the, the autumn of parentheses self parentheses care okay (laughs) so is it self care or is it self and then care each word is individually in its own parenthetical perfect okay that's what i thought at first i had to make Um, sure yeah because i i definitely am at a point where i need to look at like okay how do i take care of myself how do i be a cool elf to um myself um and so it's uh, very feels very funny that you we landed on pretty similar um themes but i think that is just like the flow of the world right now a little bit in this economy (laughs) (laughs) and so there is that self-care component to it and there's also that at any moment, either of those things can be a little bit bolder, right? The, the self half of it can be mm, mm-hmm. um, the part in focus or the care half of it can be the part in focus. Um, what, is, what does that look like? I was worried you would ask that. Okay. Um, uh, what is the difference between sel- like self-care and self parentheses care i i definitely had a a thought for this when i came up with the parentheses follow follow down all right follow down uh, <laughs> god i got a uh a, a face mask one of those like the you know an acne face mask mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's uh self-care they say BuzzFeed tells me that that's self-care. So 
the biggest part of it is the self-care, both bolded. I didn't realize they were bolded. Um, the way that I'm thinking about this is when you're you're using some text editors mm-hmm. and you write in unnecessary parentheses, you do like this and that, and then in parentheses and this other thing. Um, I said that wrong, but you you get what I mean, right? There's parentheses so. around things that can can go in whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it like turns some of those parentheses gray. It just says like, hey, these parentheses are not necessary because of associativity or whatever. Um, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. In Visual Studio, <laughs> when you're doing Boolean logic, sometimes it will underline parentheses and tell you like, hey, these parentheses are not doing anything right here. Just so you know. Okay. Makes um, sense. But the way that it does that is that it makes them fade out. Okay. And so in my head, there is that the the parentheses around each self and care fade out at various times. Mm, okay. Um, this is imagery that works in my head, but does not work when I try and convey it into words uh, because it is largely abstract. <laughs> Zach, what's your theme? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing what does it do my theme is self-care and i thought it would be cool to have the parentheses around the things um but the more that i think about it the more that i should just look at self-care as as its thing as its own okay let's talk entity about that. as a whole let's talk about that why <laughs> do you want your theme to be self-care um i have been not doing well at it recently i have really not been taking time to slow down and like check in and be kind to myself all in different ways um that can manifest as feeling very anxious or um picking at all of the acne on my face or Mm. uh being snippy to other people around me. And so Mm. it comes out in a lot of different ways, but I think the root of it is just that I am not like looking at myself and being like, Hey, you're cool and you're okay. All right. I like it. Thank you for orange pressing those words out of me. (laughs) No problem. Orange press. Like when you get, juice out of an orange okay you can get (laughs) jesus i'll squeeze your juices out anytime no problem (laughs) i appreciate it liz after show (laughs) if you want to hear more about juices you can go to our patreon and give us um some money a month i don't know what any amount just a dollar at this point any money any money will get you a, a a Patreon feed. Yeah, after show, and then we may or may not talk more about our juices. It really depends on um, how how our moods have changed in the last, uh, you know, in the time between the the recording and then the after show recording. You know, sometimes we record for like three hours, and then 
I I don't really feel like talking about my juices after that. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> Want to go to bed? You know what might be a really good start to your fall of your autumn of self care is uh, a total reset. Total, re- yeah. Just, just like take everything I've been doing, just reset. Mm-hmm. And the best way that I could reset is by going to a digital world uh, where I have no, like, I don't even speak the language, right? Right. Yes. I, you know, throw it all away, start over again. Um, Move to a goat, you know, goat farm in Italy. Right. Exactly. But metaphorically, because I still need an income. Um, That's what the goat and farm And so is the closest for. I can, the closest. <laughs> Oh, now I'm thinking about a goat farm in Italy. I would miss buses. I'm assuming I'd have the internet at my goat farm. I would throw it all away and then have the internet. And so nothing would change because I'd just be locked inside of a different building. But that's not... Um, everybody knows that a goat farm in Italy isn't feasible. Come on, that's that's crazy talk. I could never even <laughs> consider that. Um so in, instead Don't judge my escapist fantasies i am not judging your escapist fantasies i am pushing them out of my mind by calling them names <laughs> uh so the, the clearly because a, a goat farm in italy is not you know no. could, could never no. never work right could. no mm. um the next best option for me is going to be to get an iphone Right. That's self-care. Mm-hmm. I've taken to um, just calling things praxis <laughs> in a way that is very... Uh, I'm going to buy this $1,000 phone as praxis. Like, it's very um, counterproductive. It's not like, oh, it's just this silly little thing I do and it doesn't have any bearing on it. It's counterproductive to just be like, that's praxis. Mm. Um, it's counterproductive. <laughs> it's a bad... <laughs> bad habit to have developed so the new one that i'm going to replace it with is that i'm going to buy a 12 um a thousand dollar phone and call it Mm self-care that's self-care what Karl marx failed to consider was i happy when i buy thing Uh uh-huh it's shiny it's shiny i have a lot of thoughts on this apple event but I will spoil one right now, which is that the iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max Mm -hmm. are just the shiny version. Really? Yeah. It's like there's another camera and it's shinier. It's literally shinier. We'll talk about this more when I get there. I have some thoughts. Okay. Um, Thought number one, Tim Cook does not excite me. Tim Cook gets on the he's screen the and I'm like, oh, okay, presenter it's Tim Cook. In the world. And he's like, we have some very ni- wonderful things to show you. It's the new. And like, there is a world in which you could make me excited about this new phone. Tim Cook is not in charge of presenting in that world. No, he should. Like, I'm sure he's doing a great job, but like, it's not a strong suit. I think... Apple is large enough that they could effectively just have like a head of 
what are they? There's like the head of government and then the head of state are separate things, right? You've got the prime mm, minister mm-hmm. and you've got the queen. Sure. I think sure. Apple needs like the prime minister of Apple and then the queen of Apple. Mm-hmm. Tim's going to run all the back end stuff and then Steve Jobs too is going right. to do all the presenting and be like the face right. of the company. Right. And I think I think Apple's big enough that they could justify that, right? Oh, they yeah, just totally. pick like whoever they got the land from to build the Apple campus. <laughs> and they're like, well, this is that's that's the arrangement is that we get to run our company, but they're still the head of state. (laughs) 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 But they can't do anything about it because then, you know, we'd have trouble. Gonna leave all that there. (laughs) Is that gonna get, get, Uh, are you gonna get an iPhone, Zach? uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the Siri Sphere? Kinda. I'm actually... I was surprised that it was only $100. I'm actually yeah. considering bu- buying one or two for my apartment because I am frequently like, man, I wish I could, you know, I wish I could listen to some high fidelity music at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to like worry about charging my headphones or whatever. Does does the Siri and the Sphere know how to set multiple timers? Uh, I don't know. Good question. I don't think I would use it for that. I think I would use it mainly as a audio listening device. Yeah. I just think if you're going to have an omnipresent sphere, you might as well also be able to set timers. Fair. Also, I have like muscle memory at this point of being like, hey, lady in the tube, please give me a timer. Might be like, no. This is a silly thing that I'm saying, but uh, they have the voice recognition. So maybe you could set a timer and then your partner could set Ah. a timer. (laughs) So you could have two timers. I get enough devices, right? Because probably what happens then is that it sets a timer and it links it to your phone. Right. Because they were talking about how you can like text through your phone and whatever. So it sets a timer and it sets it on your phone. Mm -hmm. So you just get like 12 phones on 12 different different iCloud accounts and then use one of the Batman voice changers to have yeah. 12 different different voices that are tied <laughs> to 12 different phones. I'm mad that they talked about CarPlay because A I hate cars as a personality trait. Mm-hmm. Um and B <laughs> B they have they were like, "Oh, we have bike maps. We have it's so great. There's bike maps and you only it's only in like three cities." We care so much about the environment. We took things away from you. Oh, okay. Give me bike maps. The other thing I didn't like about the car stuff is like they they tried to like pass it off as like, quote, the intelligence of Siri, which is like so smart. It's it's so smart. It, you mm-hmm. ask where Target is and then you get in the car and then it takes you to where Target is. Mm-hmm. And I... It's just not where I thought we would be in 2020. Sending a map to your car is nice. Don't get me wrong. It's like a very, but it's a very specific thing that a programmer had to explicitly tell it to do. It's not intelligent. Right. Siri should be able to do that on its own. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of ridiculous that it can't. 
And, my, and, I'm, and in this case, I'm not even saying like, oh, Amazon can do this. Google can do this. Why can't Apple? They can't do it either. And they should be able to because that's like whatever you build is going to be limited by your imagination. And whatever actual use case would be most useful for someone is not necessarily going to be within that scope of your imagination as a programmer. Mm-hmm. I do think even like there's a lot more that could be done with something like a handoff API, mm-hmm. but it, a lot of the things that they said were very like, and only Apple would ever be able to do this. Um, I think verbatim one time, um, which just felt very, very strange because like, yeah, only Apple can hand things off between your series sphere and your iphone because you don't they give don't anyone else you. permission to <laughs> it's we, not like a you only have the technical prowess to do this it's it's just literally impossible for everyone else right because you like made it bluetooth such. yeah <laughs> so yeah that's a fr- it's frustrating because like it's we you and i know it's not the whole truth but like I just, I just know, I just, know, I know it in my bones that if this was like an open thing with hooks, even mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be entirely open. Just if it has, if you exposed some of these private APIs that you're keeping for yourself, so that for the for the explicit purpose that. It like I don't know. Maybe it's not explicit because they say it's like quote for security or whatever. But like, there's mm-hmm. a secure way of doing this that it, that allows anyone to use it and allows. I don't have a good use case, and like I can't, I can't say like, oh, I have this great idea, but Apple won't let me implement it. That's not the point, right? It's there. There's it's twofold. My problem with this, the first is that third-party developers have a huge range more ideas than Apple ever will just by like sheer mm-hmm. scale. Mm-hmm. So exposing some of those pri- private APIs would really... It would open things up to be way more functional, way more useful, and frankly, way more like delightful. Right. Making your product better. And also that would... M- make the case for like oh you really need to get a siri sphere instead of a an alexa tube because alexa stop um because like look at this cool thing my friend can do i really want a siri sphere now and not just Mm -hmm. like oh i can it it'll put it in my card that i want to go to target (laughs) and so the second thing is that Siri could be so much more than a voice recognition program. It uh, they because they own this entire stack and they know like where all the home pods are in the house based on like bouncing sup- supersonic waves to each other. Mhm. Like they can map the whole house or whatever. Like they they talked about that in a yeah. previous keynote, but like because they can do all that and they own this entire software stack, like 
They don't have to screw around with core audio trying to like just get anything to record. Mm-hmm. They've clearly figured that out. Siri could be so much more than it is because they have all this computation and they have all this data and they have e- they even have all this data about a specific person that they could do on device. They have these incredible uh, machine learning libraries, but they don't use it for anything interesting. Yeah. And like, you could ask like, Liz, what, what is that? What is the interesting thing? And I don't know. That's the point. Siri figures it out. Uh-huh. That would be the, the cool thing that it does. It says it recognizes a habit or it, uh, it does the target thing. It, it notices because you own, it owns the car, it owns the HomePod, it owns the phone. It knows that if you ask how late Target's open and then get in a car and pull up a map to Target, it can figure out. It can figure that out. That's totally something mm-hmm. we're capable of doing. And it could also figure out when that's no, no longer useful anymore because you've been to Target a few times. You don't need directions anymore. Right. Or even you open the Target app. Unless you were shopping, I guess. Maybe that's not. But maybe you have a habit of once you've opened the Target app, that means you decided that Target is going to close too soon. And mm-hmm. and that's not something you can think about as a developer. Mm-hmm. There's too many options. There's too many variables. But right. that's the point of machine learning is to take these incredibly complicated things with way too many variables and reduce them down into, you know, tensors or whatever. I think though that most end users who don't know what a tensor is do not like things that aren't reproducible um, who cares that's this is the future <laughs> this is the future zach no i'm i'm kidding it's you, get you, make, a, you make a really good point take your tensors you make a really good point i still think there's a way to do it mm-hmm. that like oh it'll reproduce this behavior every time until you say stop you know right right i think even just giving it feedback mechanisms of different sorts mm-hmm. there's the like theory suggestions uh on ios devices like shortcuts that you run frequently or you have an event coming up i'm gonna turn on uh do you want to turn on do not disturb and mm-hmm. i've definitely heard like merlin talk about how he wants to be able to say like if I have an event coming up, turn on my Do Not Disturb if it's on this calendar. That's full stop. That's that's what I want. And there's no way to do right. that right now. And it's... it's I, I am finding myself frustrated right now. And I think that's because these types of things, like the, the whole target thing with the car, like it makes it very clear that there are APIs, but they don't expose mm-hmm. them to us. It's not a matter of whether or not uh, Apple like has the time to make this thing. It is simply a matter of whether or not they choose to give it to us to develop with. I have a slightly different thought on a similar vein, mm-hmm. which is about... Uh, I'm going to skip forward a little bit. So there's uh, devices that Apple has that have LiDAR sensors now. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple iPads... Mm-hmm. and a phone at this point and the siri sphere 
can bounce around waves and figure out how far the wall is from it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that in in peak Apple, whatever that means to you, on an infinite uh, time scale, right? Do you think peak Apple would let your phone know about the waves that Siri found, and would let your Siri ball know about the waves your the walls that your phone found? It's interesting because, like, presumably, like, why would you use two different, like? Uh, why would you use two different modeling frameworks for two different technologies? Like, mm-hmm. if you have one that can do it with sound and you have one that can do it with light, uh, they're going to make a similar kind of representation of this, this this room. Right. And why wouldn't they be the same format? Why couldn't they be compared against each other? Why couldn't they say like, okay, well, the iPhone has LiDAR, which is more accurate. So we're going to, we're going to replace your model with this model. Mm -hmm. So I would say my idealized Apple would absolutely do that. And they would give you control over which they would be able to show you that model and you would be able to decide which one's more accurate. Right. But peak Apple, to me, that's a different thing. That's like Apple at their best, but not necessarily ideal. Right. Just the best Apple that has happened so far in history. And the answer is no, absolutely not. Each device has to figure it out for them, for itself because mm-hmm. we don't want to, basically. Because... <laughs> There was, I remember there being a lot of talk in whatever, 2010, about like the Apple ecosystem and the Apple walled garden. And I think walled garden is a much more appropriate term for it. Mm-hmm. Is it like you could set up walls around all these things, but they were still in their own little plant pots kind of. And when you say ecosystem, it sounds much more like their roots are together. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. But when I, you know, look back with my rose-colored glasses, um, I, like, remember somebody saying, ah, the Apple ecosystem is so mm-hmm. intermixed or whatever, and it makes me think that. Like when they were introducing things like Universal Clipboard, mm-hmm. where I could, like, copy something on my Mac and then paste it in my phone. That's awesome. That's a really cool idea. And... It's a really cool idea, but it never worked right. And because it never worked right, uh, more and more people turned it off. More, less and less people used, less and less people used it. Apple saw that as, oh, let's stop working on this. Let's not try to fix it. That's that's like my interpretation of what happened. Because Universal Clip, mm-hmm. Clipboard basically doesn't exist now. Yeah, like I've never used it with any of my with any. Like modern device, I don't know. I don't know how to qualify that exactly. Mm-hmm. Even though they're more equipped than ever with the like near field communication system that they, you can unlock your car with or whatever, right? That's and they like, have like experience with iCloud syncing now that mm-hmm. they can actually say like this. Here's what real time means. Yeah, a little bit right. better than they could have back then. Like handoff just doesn't exist, and the best like. I think the best thing that they have as far as syncing goes is like iCloud tabs. 
mm-hmm. which is not like, oh, all your tabs are the same, but basically if you go into, an, if you make a new tab, you can choose from a list on your iPad of what tabs you have open. Yeah. And it's just going to be the URL. It's not going to be the state. It's not going right. to be like the position that you're scrolled at or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's crazy to say that these things aren't computationally very difficult. That data is stored on the iPad, but you're not storing it in whatever system they use for iCloud tabs. Right. So add it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to the, the, the event now itself. Now we can gush about Apple now. Oh, it's shiny. I love it. <laughs> I'm not even super gushy. I'm just like, okay. Um, number one, I really want to say I am awed by the ability of Mint Mobile to know exactly when they need to advertise on ATP. Because <laughs> it's been like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be this week and next week and then not again for another year. See that that's good targeted targeted advertising. Exactly. The rest of it no no dynamism involved. When are people interested in things? Oh, when they're buying a new phone. When do people buy new phones? Oh, when Apple releases a new phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do you think we could target people buying new phones from Apple? <laughs> oh my god. I was really hoping that Apple was going to start their own MVNO because I, I really enjoyed the Google Fi experience mm. um, where they like resell cell service from Verizon and Sprint and T-Mobile or whatever back to you and you just get like all of them. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe Apple will. And the second I thought that they were like, so now here's my f- friend Hans from Verizon and he's going to come tell you about how cool it is oh um, that urbanized areas are going to get 4G speeds. Why was there a Verizon ad in my in the keynote? Why? Is, what? You just asked why there was an ad in your ad. Why is there an ad in my ad? I don't Wait, I there want... there's a fly in my fly soup. No. No. It's a, <laughs> there's a smaller... There's a... I don't know. There's a smaller sandwich inside the sandwich. Like, that's not what I expected. And it makes it worse because there's too much bread now. (laughs) Fly soup, like you, if you put another fly in the fly soup, you won't even notice. But you're definitely going to notice if there's another sandwich inside your sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. Fly in the fly soup would be like when they just breeze past the fact that you get into all of the secret rooms at Apple by tapping your iPhone. (laughs) And you're like, I want that. Mm-hmm. I want that on my door now. Yeah. That's fly in the fly suit. That's fly in the fly suit. I want to talk about 5G for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just, I'm ignoring everything about 5G. Don't, don't at me. I refuse to be informed. I refuse to be informed. Um, but let's talk about ideal conditions because they use that phrase a lot uh-huh. when talking about the speeds you can get i just want to know what that means because i currently get 10 percent of the speed that i pay for with spectrum and that's on right all wired connections <laughs> coax into a fast router through cat six into my in through a decent dongle 
why am I getting 10, 10 megabits? Like, it's enough. Mm-hmm. does what I need it to do, but, like, I'm paying for 120 here. So, like, I don't know. Like, if I can't jack my phone into the, the 5G right, tower. If you, have, if you have any sort of wall in between you, what happens to that signal? Because if, if I remember what right, I think 5G moves in the direction that has more wall issues and not fewer. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to be inside my house while using it? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I get like the, the case where they're like, hey, stadiums, hey, airports. Stadiums have Good walls. cases. Airports stadiums have walls. Stadiums have walls. 5G does not go far. 5G does not go far. It takes a lot to do like one square mile of 5G. That's a lot of a lot of sticks, a lot of antennae. I'm not excited about 5G and they talked about it a lot and I just think like they're way way overselling this. Right. I'm not upset about 5G. I'm right. not like, oh, yeah. 5G is going to kill us all. I just have have no passion for 5G. Mm-hmm. But that being said, there's one city in the entire state that's going to get ultra wideband from Verizon. It's the one that I'm Is in. Is it Madison? <laughs> okay. Uh, so it has the iPhone 5 form factor, which always looked the best out of any iPhone. Not form factor, uh, like design language. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just going through my notes. Do you have things? To say? This is supposed to be about you buying an iPhone or not. Yeah, I don't know. It's the answer is probably yes. I will buy an iPhone next time. I'm like, hmm, I should buy a phone. Okay. This event did not make me think I'm missing out by spending another month with my phone that I have now. I agree. I totally agree. Okay, wait, there is one thing that I'm really pumped about, actually, with this new iPhone and its MagSafe. Yes, okay, so uh, that is absolutely 100% the best feature. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, like, put magnets in my phone. I want that. I love that. Right, right. I really, really hope that the magnets make those satisfying click noises that they make in the ads. Maybe in ideal conditions. (laughs) I really love the MagSafe. (laughs) That was a good joke. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to scroll down to the part where they talk about the MagSafe because it's this website does not let you just scroll like a normal person. Um, But every time they show like the MagSafe logo and then it like clicks together, mm-hmm. there's a little animation to showing the words MagSafe every single time. It's like, yes. Oh, uh, yes. This is Hell MagSafe. Yeah. yeah. One thing I don't like is that uh, the, like, default one, not the, like, not air power one, but the one that is just kind of, like, the Apple Watch charger, which is a circle with a cord coming out of it. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's too light. Yep. And, like, that's kind of, the, like, that's why I like about wireless charging is that I don't have to, it's silly, but, like, Plugging and unplugging was the reason I wanted, like, wireless charging is a good thing. And now we have to, like, manually, it's not the same as unplugging, but it's, like, removing the magnet from the back of the phone is, like, 
an operation. It's a motion I have to do. Mm-hmm. Unlike picking up the phone, which is, you know, you just scoop and go. Um, so I think ideally a MagSafe wireless charger has to be like heavier than the magnet, the magnet's strength. Yes. Yeah. Very much with you. Why did I laugh at the James Bond theme? Answer me this, Zach. Why did I laugh? Yeah. It's not funny. I don't know. Why? That doesn't even know. make sense. Why? Like iPhone mini. Okay. Why? Why is it James Bond? Uh-huh. <sighs> also, I was really thinking it was going to be something like different. Mm-hmm. I was like, they were going to be oh. like, oh, and here's the, here's like exploding a thing. pen. Here's right? the Apple exploding pen. <laughs> Honestly, they look like, like AirPods, a... but they're actually. <laughs> but honestly, like a, a iPhone pencil, an Apple pencil for iPhone would have been a really good thing to put in in that case because uh-huh. it's like like James Bond exploding pen is like the that's the trope. Yeah, or like a watch. Really, when I think like yeah. James Bond gadget, I think watch. Yeah, but they no, already did the watch. I don't think small phone. No, as we said before, iPhone Pro is just iphone but shiny and with three cameras Mm -hmm. right it's not even a different chip no um i still don't think they did any like speed bar charts for the a14 which is no they didn't interesting like they're really holding on to that until they get to the um computer Mm -hmm. they did say 50 percent faster cpu than any smartphone chip and 50 percent faster gpu than any smartphone chip so I guess that would include the A13. I suppose, yeah. But like, it it really doesn't tell us much because mm-hmm. we don't know if that's comparing it to the to the A13 or some other smartphone that has better benchmarks. Right. Um, I so I watched the whole iPhone Pro thing, mm-hmm. the whole like that section of it, and I was like, come on, there's got to be something. Yeah, some it's just shiny. One. It's just shiny. And there's like a and then they were like, and it's got LIDAR. And I was so glad to have a thing to be interested in that I was very interested in it. And now it's been two hours and I'm looking at it like, okay, it's got LIDAR. What there are no killer apps for LIDAR yet. There aren't no. going to be because not the you majority can of the iOS at night. <laughs> I'm not trying to set up a CISA six um Sigma six, whatever that is workstation oh okay wait this is this is the part of the podcast where i get out the my ipad Mm -hmm. and i do the thing on the apple website where i download the shape file of the iphone oh yeah what size right zach's gonna put the iphone on the floor to get a nice good representation of how he's going to use it well i don't have any I hope it just got bigger because I put it on top of my pants. Give me a second. Oh, I can make it bigger. That's not the point. <laughs> AR is the future. It's. I just can't like get a picture of how big it is. I want them to give me one of those like things that you could print out and like measure for the watch. But just I can print it out and be like, here's exactly how big. Yeah, that'd be this great. Phone is gonna be. 
because they give you diagonal measurements and <laughs> i think those will come out i think we'll eventually get case specs that you could like draw with a ruler on a piece of paper and cut it out mm-hmm. and i i think like overall i'm excited that apple's returning to the iphone 5 design because it's i don't know to my, to my eye it's just so obviously better than anything they've been doing with iphones and uh the and i'm excited for that to continue and I would, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah. Because if they could, you know, expand the design, make it interesting, make it uh, less less mean, more friendly. Does that make sense? Uh, no. Doesn't the iPhone look mean? Industrial? Doesn't it look like a machine to you and not like a helpful little thing that you put in your pocket? Or is that not how you think about it? And I'm the crazy one. I've always been the crazy one. It's okay. I don't... I think especially with the the MagSafe... Like, once you put a case on any phone, it stops looking sleek, and also it stops looking mean, unless you've got, like, a military tactical case. <laughs> Fair. I'm curious to see how well the ceramic confused glass will actually hold up yeah yeah they put a, a retro turbo nuclear tabulator in it mm-hmm. i have one other thought about me buying an iphone okay which is what is the alarm situation like what is your question be more specific can can i go on the internet and download any app that isn't apple's one alarm app that lets me do things with alarms in theory yes uh there is an api i don't trust it though my phone this is a a semi-related thought which is that my phone died last night and i plugged it in but i forgot to turn it on once it was plugged in and so my alarm did not go off this morning Mm. so probably what i need is just a, a separate alarm clock that does not you can get that smart alarm clock you were t- we were talking about the other week. <laughs> yeah, that'll solve all my issues. Get a dedicated phone. Get a iPhone mini to be your alarm clock. The Marco solution. Yeah. You can get an Apple Watch SE and set it up to have alarms. Is there something that the default alarm app doesn't do that you want to do? Um, I think a lot of that stuff lot... is d- doable with shortcuts these days, but go ahead. Um, there's the way that I would like to run my alarm deal right now is that I just turn it on for like Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday have separate alarms. Mm-hmm. And then if I, for example, want to sleep in on Saturday or I don't have work this Wednesday or, you know, whatever the thing is, um, there's a skip this one button ah. it says skip next. And so I don't have to go in and turn it off and turn it back on. I can just say not that one. No, I can't do that. So my take is I'm going to get an iPhone, but I'm not excited about it. I'm excited about iOS. I am not excited about the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And like, 
just because there's not new features doesn't mean like there's not other great things about the iPhone. Mm-hmm. But I agree, it's not. This is not an exciting iPhone. But it's so pretty. I'm not going to spend an extra however much for it to be shiny. I support that decision. Um, what color? Mint. Mint. That's a good. I think, I think that's a really. Green, I think like, that's a really good choice. I would either go mint or the blue. The blue is not bad. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 mini are splash, water, and dust resistant and were tested under controlled laboratory conditions with a rating of IP68 under IEC standard 60529 maximum depth of 6 meters up to 30 minutes. Splash, water, and dust resistance are not permanent conditions and resistance might decrease as a result of normal wear. Do not attempt to charge a wet iPhone. Refer to the user guide for cleaning and drying instructions. Liquid damage not covered under warranty. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Zach, if someone wants to charge my wet iPhone... Uh, Or if you are blue and think that's not too bad, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at... 